The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. There was a scholar of the law who stood up to test Jesus and said, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? He said in reply, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. He replied to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But because he wished to justify himself, he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man fell victim to robbers as he went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. They stripped and beat him and went off, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that road, but when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. Likewise, a Levite came to the place, and when he saw him, he passed by on the opposite side. But a Samaritan traveler who came upon him was moved with compassion at the sight. He approached the victim, poured oil and wine over his wounds, and bandaged them. Then he lifted him up on his own animal, took him to an inn, and cared for him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper with the instruction, Take care of him. If you spend more than what I have given you, I shall repay you on my way back. Which of these three, in your opinion, was neighbor to the robber's victim? He answered, the one who treated him with mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. The Gospel of the Lord. This beautiful uh, parable that Jesus tells today uh, is one that I think is quite familiar to us, and it has entered our own cultural consciousness when we talk about what it means to be a good Samaritan. I, th I think everyone, whether they're religious or not even, would understand what we mean by this notion, and it comes, of course, from this story. And perhaps it's the, the teacher in me that this morning is thinking less about the Samaritan uh, because I can't help but think about these other fellows. It seems they all seem to have been men who rather than helping actually crossed to the other side of the street and went on their way. You see, because I, I guess I want to understand why, why that happened. Uh, it's too easy just to, to sort of lionize the Samaritan because uh, I think every character in the story is somehow reflected in our own human experience universally. 
You see, both of these folks who came by, one is identified as a priest, the other as a Levite, but that's another way. To be called a Levite is to, to be acknowledged as a member of this sort of larger priestly class in uh, first century Judaism. So for these two men to approach this victim and to touch him, and the scripture says that he was left half dead, which maybe just to the passing glance, he actually looked dead. I suspect he did. For them to touch such a bloodied and beaten body, and especially a dead one, would by Mosaic law, which we heard described so beautifully in the first reading, by Mosaic law, that would render them unclean, and they would have to undergo a ritual process of purification right before they could get back to their work uh, in the temple and as priests, right? Occupational hazard, right? Now, I, I don't want to make light of that because I think all of us, if we think about that, one other thing to consider is this was evidently, manifestly, was a dangerous road, right? If this man got his life nearly taken from him on his journey, who's to say that whoever did this to him isn't just waiting for someone to sort of crouch down and tend to him, right? That's a threat to one's own person and safety, not just one's job. But I, th I, th I think we could make a case, a reasonable, rational case, that those who crossed the street uh, had, had their reasons, right? Uh, understandable ones, respectable ones, uh, cultural ones. Right? Uh, and that's why they didn't, they didn't engage. You see, I think that's so important for us because if this gospel is to have, I think it's intended punch for all of us, it's for us to scrutinize the way that in our own Christian lives we allow the defensible, the reasonable, you know, that which can be rationalized or justified that sort of decent people would agree with. We can allow that standard to be the one that we live by and therefore never stretch to the dream of God's love for us, and we never stretch to sort of move outside of our comfort zones or those cultural boundaries, those routines, those responsibilities. Stretch so as to love. This question, who's my neighbor, is really, how do I love? And I think if we're honest with ourselves and, and we begin the Mass by asking for God's mercy, we know that we fall short, that we allow that, that routine and that sort of respectable approach to life to sort of allow us to coast. And yet, we have this example of this Samaritan, this foreigner, who, who doesn't just stretch, but he heals. You know, one thing that's always struck me about this story, you know, the man has an animal, right? that he ultimately uses to take this bruised man to the inn. But he doesn't take him to a doctor's, does he? Uh, he gets down and he tends to his wounds. And incredibly, he seems to have all, you know, sort of the supply kit. You know, maybe that's the, 
first century first aid kit for traveling on dangerous roads between Jerusalem and Jericho. But he's got the oil, he's got the wine, I guess I'm not surprised he might have some vino. Uh, but he's got bandages as well. And, and, and even when he brings him to the inn, he continues to do even the physical caring. And I, I think that, that suggests to me is this man had what it took to stretch. And, and I think in our own, by virtue of our Christian baptism, we also have a toolkit in our hearts, a conscience, a compass, God's loving presence that can also guide us and help us in that stretching, right? not to cross on the other side, but to find a way to be present and to heal with what we already have inside. And as we dine at this gracious table where none of us has earned a meal ticket, and yet we're all welcome, may this food, this communion with Christ, give us that energy we'll need for those journeys between whatever towns we travel, metaphorically speaking, in our lives, that we might love uh, with this heart of Christ.